0: Aaron, was that a game of
1: two halves? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I uh, we had a really good pushback the, the last 35, 40 minutes of that hockey game. I think that game was kind of cost us in a four-minute stretch there. They scored two in the last minute and 10 seconds of the first and an early one in the second period. Um, yeah, just the more desperate hockey team won tonight. They came in, they're, they're a little bit wounded right now with the, the injury situation they're in, and they played hard to to start there we didn't match that and they got rewarded with some goals like i said we we played very well down the stretch had plenty of opportunities to tie that game up but you know if you don't play 60 minutes it's hard to win in this league and and tonight they got the job done um and saying that if you uh if you'd have told me before the game that we'd give up 12 shots on goal tonight and lose a hockey game i'd probably be a little bit surprised with that um so we didn't give them a lot you know and wisp made some huge saves for them down the stretch but unfortunately, uh, we, we, we kind of made our own bed in that first that first 25 minutes.
0: Their three lines, our four lines, we kind of all expected us to be the team with the energy in the first period, but it didn't seem like that from above.
1: No, it didn't. You know, again, it wasn't, there wasn't a ton. I think the shots were 8-5 in the first for us. Um, you know, they, they score one from behind the goal line off Greener's ear hole, which is a little bit unlucky from our end. And then... That top line is dangerous. You know, I thought we shut them down for most of the, the weekend. Um, you know, they find Conway in the high slot there, and he goes bar down. So it was a very good hockey team. They compete hard, well coached. Um, you know, credit to them how they came out and, and held on.
0: When we got it back to three two, the momentum was with us. Did you feel from the bench side of things that we were going to push on?
1: Yeah, we had plenty of chances there. Um, hit a hit a post, Dowdy there in front of the net there off that faceoff play. Some, some loose pucks rolling around the crease. Um, yeah, just it's a game of inches some nights, and tonight, you know, we, we, we missed it.
0: Okay, can you just give us an update on the old injury front? Obviously, no Scott Allen tonight. Everybody else okay? Yeah, more or
1: less. Yeah, more or
0: less. Okay, we well, thank you for that. Thank you. See you guys. That's head coach Aaron Fox, Jonathan Fernley's on a very... We're, we're, we're going to go dangerous here because we're actually on the away bench. We've got to go on the ice, Jonathan. Let's get on to uh, uh, firmer footing first before we uh, start to chat. I've had a lot of people tonight saying, I hope you're doing a podcast. I hope you're doing a podcast. So we are, we're doing a podcast. I'm also frantically going through my pockets. Just hold on to my phone a second, if you wouldn't mind, because there was two young lads that said, Simsy, you're doing a podcast, and if you do one, could you mention Fraser and George? So they were listening. So Fraser, George. Hope you're tuning in. And uh, boys, let's see what uh, our commentator, Jonathan Furley, thought of that. Uh, let's let's take the game and then we'll, I'm sure, when we get to Pete, we'll discuss um, the weekend per se. But I uh, was, tonight.
2: I was thoroughly entertained by a well played game of hockey on both sides. The Giants managed 12 shots. That's not because, um, you know, they were just sitting back on it. The Steelers forced them back on it. They'd only had two shots in the final period. Okay, maybe they were trying to hang on to a 3-2 then, but in the second period, the Steelers were pushing them back. That was all the Steelers. The Giants are a very, very good team, and we saw that tonight. And I'm not discouraged at all by the Steelers losing the game, because you'd think if we'd gone 3-0 down at home, you know, it would be be disappointing. But compare going 3-0 down in this game to 3-0 down against Cardiff earlier in the season, how different the remainder of this game was to that. You've seen the development of this team. Previous seasons, we've lost games like that 5-0 6-1 not today so I thought that was a good sign for the Steelers was it a chance miss to beat a short bench Belfast team yeah yeah it was but right now who's the biggest challenge is it Belfast or is it Guildford Um, you know who just keep winning Belfast have got to go to Guildford next week and there's still three quarters of the season to go
0: okay We sit in different parts of the arena. From where I was sat, it looked like we lacked energy in that first 20 minutes. And I never expected that. I thought it was us that was going to be competitive, competing. Now, I know they were a desperate team. They'd lost two. There's no way Kiefer wants to lose three on the bounce. But but we didn't come out on the front foot, did we? But we weren't hanging
2: on for dear life. For the first 18 minutes of the period, it was fairly even. Maybe slightly better chances to Belfast, but... Not necessarily. It was, it was fairly even. But then two goals in a minute and 2-0 wasn't a fair reflection of the balance of play in the first period.
0: Um, so, you know, that, that swings the game. Hold on, Lee. You had an interesting weekend? No here. On your weekend? You're OK to walk past the are after last night? Were you a little sheepish when you were around here earlier? You were, you're nodding, aren't you? Go on, let me get the door for you. <laughs> They'll be OK with you now. That's linesman uh, Lee Young, who was very sheepish last night after the uh, after the too many men on the ice call. And um, he, I think he was hiding from Belfast a little bit the, uh, this afternoon. When, was it uh, his icing
2: call as well in the final I couple of it, moments? I think he yeah. might have
0: been as well, yes. Yeah, so... Uh,
2: I'll tell you what though, the officials didn't decide the game tonight, whether no. you think they decided the game on Saturday or not, which I think some people do. Well, there were
0: two horrible calls last night, weren't they? The, the call on Petgrave shouldn't have been called, and the call on Jonathan Phillips is appalling, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and I mean, we had today we had the, uh, there was a, an embellishment call on Petgrave, but, you know, it wasn't really roughing, and it wasn't really a dive. You either call nothing or you've got to call both, but, you know, the Steelers went one for six on the power play, but... They weren't great power plays. The last couple in particular, they had a good sort of first first thirty seconds, but once the puck was out of the zone, yeah. Giants forecheck so well I and mean, made it so difficult for the Steelers to get back <laughs> across the blue line that once we lost the momentum on the power play, we did struggle to get it back. I think that says more about their killers than it does about our power play. Because it generally
0: has been pretty decent in the last couple of games. Last night, Scott Allen on the first line, Danny Christo on the second line. When Scott Allen gets injured, three of the four lines are altered, aren't they? And and it did lose a little bit of fluidity and chemistry.
2: I didn't like that as a decision. It wasn't a decision that I would have made. I would have tried to minimise the impact. But Christo looked like he was getting a good understanding and looked a pretty good replacement for Allen on that top unit. You know, with Ciampini and Newman, they were linking up really nicely. There was a chance uh, late in the second that, you know, they created between them that was really impressive. Um, and then, you know, throughout the third, he was seeing more and more of the puck and they were looking good. But I don't think we quite got as much out of Latal tonight. I don't think we got quite as much out of Dowd's line. But Julie had a couple of moments, but... Yeah, I, I'm not saying we were a one-line team tonight, but I only felt like it was going to be the first line that was going to get us back uh, back the third goal. That
0: Mitchell, Mitchell line with Patule and uh, Raska has been productive for us as well as it? It's had a better Saturday than Sunday.
2: Yeah, very much so, a better Saturday than Sunday. But Mitchell, you certainly see what he offers that's different in terms of he is landing, you know, more of those uh, more of those big checks, and uh, you know he got himself a couple of goals. Uh, in the Coventry game. And so you're seeing that, yeah, he's he's building himself a, a place on the roster because, you know, decisions are going to have to be made with too many non-homegrown players. Mitchell is certainly stating his case for,
0: uh, for staying a part of the team long term. OK, let's take a, a walk into the training room. When you win a game, this is a very pleasant place to be. When you lose a game, it's a very uncomfortable place to be. Come on, Doc, you go through. In fact, poor old Sebastian's probably going to get the uh, first talking to here. So... Uh, He's just signing some memorabilia. Um, Seb, on the uh, podcast, I thought you'd tied it with that, uh, that hammer that hit the crossbar late in the game. It was so close, wasn't it? Yeah. Um,
3: yeah
4: really,
3: yeah. Really close. Yeah. It not get close No. No, no. Yeah, it would have been used for the team, but uh, yeah, that's yes. just bad luck. Didn't go in, so.
0: Last night, you said to me, wow, that was a proper game. Two really good teams. Similar tonight?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, they're a really good team and uh, you have to bring your A-game. We didn't start the way we want to and uh, we took over, I think, the last 35-40 minutes. Just went short on, uh, on the time because at the end, I think we are rolling. Um, but uh, the start, I think, killed us tonight.
2: Lost a couple of games here already this season. Uh, Guildford and Cardiff and now Belfast. Is that Belfast team the best team that's played here this season?
3: I'm not gonna put wood on the fire, and <laughs> yeah. like, uh, so some if somebody heard that. But uh, they one of the best, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave you to get <laughs> on, and we'll uh, Politician I, off, exactly, right? yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, good luck tomorrow as well with the family. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, we walk into the. There's a... There's a... i just looked of the physio's bench. There's a lady in leather pants having a shoulder massage. Yeah. Obviously one of the girlfriends or wives. I'll uh, see if anybody's about who's uh, ready to uh, come out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get eyes on Kevin Schultz, and Kevin's not responding with the eyes at all. He's not. So that's bad news for Sam Jones because that means that's up to you, Sam. Come this way if you wouldn't mind. We'll come in in this, this little area. <laughs> I could just see Kevin's eyes and his Kevin eyes weren't going anywhere there. Sum up the weekend, Sam. Huh?
4: Uh, I thought it was good for, how many minutes would it have been, 95 minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a good defensive weekend by, by both teams. I thought that tonight I almost think we created more chances than we did last night. Um, obviously the first period we weren't good enough defensively, but I thought we created a lot of chances. I thought Wisp played, uh, and other Wisp played very well in net. Um, and I think that we could, maybe could have done enough to win, but when you don't show up for the first period you're, and you're chasing the game, it's always going to be hard
2: setting aside the results of the two games how pleasing is it from a defensive standpoint to only give up what 35 shots across two nights of hockey
4: yeah it's good I mean we've I feel like we've been pretty good for the whole uh the whole season defensively I mean to do that against a team like Belfast has been pretty good um is very good so yeah I think that I think defensively we've been good all season I think to be able to do it against a team like that is also good but it shows that sort of we've We've got the tools and we've got sort of that defensive mindset and we just, you know, we can find a way to maybe score one or two more. we will be, be good.
0: OK, Sam, thank you for that. Let's just uh, talk to uh, Brett Newman. I met the parents today. They were yeah, yeah. very happy at the start of the game and, and whatever. They've just, just come into town, yeah?
3: Yeah, yeah, they got in uh, just uh, a couple of days ago. And good, yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, it's nice to see them and have yeah. them here and uh, got a couple more days with them. So it'll be nice. Good. What a great
0: game last night. You're obviously big part getting the game winner. And the Eddie, what did the folks think of the Eddie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or were they surprised what an Eddie was?
3: <laughs> well, no, they watch all the games. Oh, so right. uh, actually it was my dad's idea, that, oh, right. the golf one. He just sort of, I, you know, we were talking about it and he just said, oh, and I asked him, do you have any ideas if I ever get it? And he's like, oh, yeah, golf one wouldn't be bad. So I you know. <laughs> had a couple ideas of my own, but I took his and he's here, so. <laughs> uh, that's it, all good. Talk us through, um, talk us through tonight. How was it different to last night? Yeah, I mean, it was unfortunate. Uh, losing tonight uh, especially you know that closing the first period there it wasn't the best start we had and then we give up two in the last minute and then one just to start the second and and then we pretty much outplay them the whole rest of the game uh all over them i thought uh it's 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 too bad that we just didn't play a full 60 and uh you know we i I thought even you know finishing the game that we we did do enough to potentially win we just couldn't get the bounces uh uh, enough bounces. In the end but yeah if we play a full 60 like that uh i think we we win that game uh nine times out of ten
2: she's got a few goals already this season but backhand top shelf is a new one for us talk us through that one
3: yeah i mean just uh i was uh, my option there was pe- pass came through uh, and it, it just sort of bounced over to my backhand and uh, you know, backhands are always hard for a goalie to read, uh, especially in tight like that. And, uh, you know, it was no second thought. Just get it off quick on the backhand, uh, roof it. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough for it to go in. You've played with Scott Allen all year. We've, we've commented when
0: we spoke that that line stayed together. Danny Christo came on it last night and tonight. How does it differ?
3: Yeah, I mean... Yeah they're two good players, uh, I'm happy playing with Scotty, and obviously uh, Christo is a great player too uh, so it was nice uh, that we have got the depth that we can interchange guys like that and uh, you know ha- haven't really played much with Christo at all uh, and then just playing the third period with him yesterday and then playing today I thought we got better each period uh, especially in the second and third I thought we were all over them uh, as a line and uh, you know we-, we got the one goal and the other one in the power play and I thought we could have had plenty more if uh, the bounces went our way so uh, you know, it's, uh, it's like I said. It's nice to have guys that you can interchange like that. Uh, I love playing with Scotty, and, uh, and you know, I'm excited to see uh, if it stays that way. Uh, what we can do with Chris, I don't know if you were on the ice when Sebastian had that bullet that hit the crossbar, or if you were on the bench and you saw it, yeah, yeah. Oh God, I, I was off my seat, I don't know what you were like. Yeah, I was on the bench, I uh, yeah, had pretty much the whole reaction. And then Dowdy like, as well had a great chance, great didn't he? off the face-off, yeah, I just yeah. missed the, It's a great play off the face-off, I found him back door and uh, just, just missed the bar. Okay, yeah. well, we'll let you get off, say hi to your folks, Oh, so you have a good couple of days uh, Couple of days with them,
0: and uh, Jonathan and I will make our way, Come on Brett, you okay, yeah? Still, Dan holds the door open for you. There's a first, eh? There's <laughs> one of life's dreams. We'll uh, head back to the media room. I think we've had two hours, so Pete Spencer should have done his two, uh, <laughs> his, uh, his two interviews, and we'll walk our way back. And um, Dean's working, Dean's working. Pete is here, Pete's here. Kieran, is that match report done yet? Language. <laughs> Pete... Uh, Talk
5: us through that weekend. Um, well, I was really encouraged last night. I thought both games were very, very chippy, um, but I think that actually, when Belfast kind of rose to that, played in Sheffield's favour massively. So I thought Mitchell actually had a, a massive impression on both games. So I was pleased. Actually, you know, you never like like to see Alan drop out of the lineup, but I thought actually Mitchell playing both games was was good for him as well. Um, yeah, just a. Poor first period by all accounts and then, yeah, you know, three goals in four minutes. And By all
0: accounts, does that suggest you weren't here?
5: I wasn't here for the first period, I had a a family emergency so I wasn't sure I was going to even make the game tonight. So came in at the end of the second having seen the score um, and then, yeah, pleasantly surprised by the middle period and wondering what all the fuss was about really. So um, great to see Brandon McNally scoring again, three goals in four games for him now. Um, and two and two for, for Brett Newman. So encouraged. And I know I was chatting to, to JJ before about the fact that actually going toe-to-toe with Belfast, we don't seem a million... Well, I think the teams are very evenly matched this year, whereas in previous years you could argue Belfast have, have maybe <coughs> sneaked it. Um, and that's been the difference coming down the stretch. So I think I'd have to agree encouraged. Um by the weekend As a whole really And a split weekend Isn't I think a lot of us Would have taken that Before the weekend
0: We've just walked past Jackson and Brandon outside Jackson had an incredible 240 minutes, is Didn't he Yeah
2: And the question of Who Britain's best goalie is Is more up in the air Than it's ever been Because it's been Bounds For the last few years Bounds is still playing Great this season But Whistle has elevated His game And uh, you know, there's big decisions to be made for those. those he was World always Champions had
0: years. that potential when he came here. He had that potential yeah, I, I, the year before in Belfast, and yeah, I, and now he's got the time and he's shown. Yeah, I asked Adam Keith about his about his development and the uh, an interview with him
2: just now, and because the Steelers saw him here, you know, three years ago, and you see, oh, he's a good young goalie, but you know, he's a couple of different levels above now from his play, and it's it's not just you know one off weekend. Check the numbers across the whole season. We think Greenfield's been good, and he has. Whistle's numbers are better, considerably better. An extra percent of uh, of save percentage, and you know goals against that's that's even lower than Greenfield's. And we've been delighted with Matt Greenfield, and you know again this weekend. But Whistle
0: just, uh, yeah, he, he won the game for them really. Talk about the um, the roster tonight, uh, this weekend. Um, Con's out. Mason Mitchell in. We, we, you know, that's, that's a coach's decision That's a 50-50 call with, with most people I would have thought But then tonight obviously with Alan going out Connolly comes in And it seemed to disrupt the lines And Jonathan and I were just talking about it One player moves out and it disrupts three lines mm. Jonathan's suggestion was It would have just gone like for
5: like Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I felt when you... And Basically, a lot, Jonathan's, you know, yeah. like, obviously he's like, when, the coach hasn't got a clue what he's up to. And when a lot of people see Alan missing out, they don't see him on the score sheet every night and they think, oh, we won't miss him. But actually, he's such a big body, he's so difficult to get the puck off. And in the corner, it's those battles, those kind of, you know, the extra percentage of winning the battle in the corner, getting it out to the man in, the fr- in front. And Brett Newman, when I spoke to him a, a couple of weeks ago, he was saying, actually, you know, I trust Scott Allen to to win those battles in the corner and get it back to him. But yeah, I just, you're breaking, moving Christo up to that first line, like Christo and Newman were playing really well together, but actually you miss what they had on Saturday night with Dowd and Latal and the amount of chances that they created. And yeah, they might not be falling for for Martin and Dowdy at the moment, but, you know, you'd love the chemistry on that. I love the chemistry on that line. And then actually... Champini and Newman Were, were kind of alright And I think might have been alright all regardless So could you, could you have put thrown Cons in on the, on the top unit I mean he's played there before
0: my, my thought is was it done for offensive reasons Or was it done for defensive reasons And we sat in the coach's office On um, Saturday morning And we went if Champini Allen and Newman don't get a point And Conway's line Don't get a point Would you take that And I think we all looked at each other and went, yes, we'd we'd take that. And I just wonder whether in in Aaron's mind maybe Christo was put there because they wanted to shut down that Conway line again on Sunday. I don't know. I looked
2: up the numbers Mm. before Saturday's game um, with Goodwin, Conway and Cooper. Obviously, Cooper Mm. hasn't played this weekend. Just amongst the Giants forwards, that top three has contributed two-thirds of their points offensively. Whereas the Steelers' top three, it's about 40%. The, the scoring for the Steelers, how often we said, you know, six goals hmm. from six different scorers. Um, and, yeah, the scoring depth has been a strength of, uh, of the Steelers. Um, the other thing about replacing Christo with Alan like for like is that Alan has been goal-heavy, nine goals, four assists, I think, whereas Christo, five goals, 12 assists. is more of a provider than a scorer. Christo does his best work out wide moving the puck inside to the scorers. as Alan is a net driver. It just didn't feel like it was quite the right swap for me, but they combined in different ways. Um and so I, I don't mind if that partnership or that trio stays together because it worked in a way that I, I couldn't quite see it originally. Yeah,
5: it's one of those, isn't it, where you, if you switch the net front guy, the obviously the obvious switch is Petule. But that third line for me is set in stone. You now. can't you can't alter that I, Petule I, line with Rasker and, and Mitchell. Can they're you? playing too well, no. and you, you look at how good they were on the forecheck on Saturday night. Obviously. Winning the opportunity back for, um, for the goal for Petule and McNally being the provider. And then obviously tonight, just working so well around the net, Brandon McNally. And I just think you, you can't touch that third line. So where do you go for... He's a heavy body, isn't he, Mason Mitchell? Like when he makes
0: a hit, my feeling comes out. It's like he's, he's got that kind of presence. He's no
2: bigger, just in terms of the numbers. There's a couple other players on the score game sheet who are six
0: foot three as well. But he hits harder. He's got the um, second biggest chest in our team. Yeah. Pichet, yeah. Pichet has got a ridiculous. He's got a Danny Vial chest. I mean, like, from the front to the back, it's ridiculous. But but Mitchell is rock solid all the way yeah, through. I isn't think it? a lot of it comes down to intent. He, Not that I look at them naked as I'm walking through the dressing room. I'm just <laughs> Mitch, making that
2: just a point. Yeah, Mitchell wants, you know, to land that check. He wants. You know the players to. to I think know Mitchell wants to
0: hurt somebody. I think he has that look in his eye. I want to hurt you, which is he's a good.
2: Thing. Yeah, not every player who's got you know size as part of their you know makeup always uses it. It was always a criticism of Eunice Rundberg that you're a massive bloke. Why don't you check anybody? Well, his game was Darrell Andrews. Yeah, his game was. I'm going to be in Rich the right. I'm going to be in the right place defensively. I'm going to win the put back with a poke check, not by being physical. So it's sometimes nice when you get a big bloke that does put his body around and throw the shoulder in and yeah. he's landed the most impressive checks of the season and he's only played half a dozen games.
5: Yeah. And Mitchell as well, it, you saw from that kind of first shift that he was out on the Saturday as well. He was he was throwing it around and then in the third as well. And Aaron said to me after Saturday's game, part of the reason Mitchell was getting so much ice time at, at, late on on Saturday was, you know, Giants are only running three lines at the moment. Could they take a couple of other Bodies out, not intentionally to hurt anyone, but just to, you know, create a bit of soreness and, and that sort of thing going into Saturday, uh, Sunday.
0: Okay. Um, obviously, Guildford had a good weekend. If we look at the league as a whole, I don't know what the other scores are this evening. They haven't all finished, but Guildford keep on tapping away. I know they were only playing that village side and they can't blink the blind school at the moment, but but they keep on going, don't they? Yeah. I think we all thought a month ago, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. Typical Guildford start. It's not going to last. Peter out But it's not Petering
5: out And it's showing No signs of Petering out No it? And last year It was November Before they started To fall away If you look at The run of games That they've got Coming up I think they've got Glasgow for a couple Of games Then they've got Fife um, I think They're, they're Obviously d- They're done with Nottingham for a bit Now um, But I think Actually when you Look at who They've got They could go Into December And still be Top of the league So we could be Talking around Christmas And Guildford Are still the team To to knock off the, the, the top of the table, um, We've got Belfast on Saturday. Yeah, so that's a test, isn't it? Having you know the reigning elite league champions coming in into your barn So, yeah. uh, J has got his phone out. He's about to give us
0: a stat. I fear it coming. Here we go. No, just the no, latest. Just the latest oh, scores. Go uh, yeah.
5: Five and Coventry are two all.
2: Manchester one. Glasgow two.
0: Glasgow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Glasgow might just be on the start of turning things around. I think. I think the stink of the start of the season oh. is. Uh, I think they've opened a few windows around
0: there, and it's well, when uh, we all spoke at the beginning. Player. We all actually says, hey, Glasgow have recruited a good team and we expected Glasgow to be pushing into the upper echeloncy. So well, they've got enough bodies there and good bodies.
2: They have. I think was missing tonight, but when they've got Watt and Laporte playing together, that top line will do a lot of damage. I'm still waiting for Dunbar to be Guilford's John Dunbar and he hasn't quite been that they've got goaltending now as well. But They've got goaltending. Yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a decent team. They're not a last place team. Um, they've got a lot of work to... You know, to catch up the teams above them because they've dug themselves such a big hole. But I still think they'll, uh, yeah, probably win as many as they lose over the course of the rest of the season.
0: We have to be a bit careful what we say because they're coming into our building, exactly. But what on earth is coming on down the road?
5: Your guess is as good as mine. Aaron described them as a Jackal and Hyde team. You just don't know who's going to turn up and whether or not the, the netmine is going to stand on its head and frustrate you or whether or not they're going to, you know, should we sit four behind the puck for a bit now and, you know, catch you on the, on the break.
0: Hammond was a healthy scratch in Guildford. He went with 13 imports, the coach did, and Hammond was a healthy scratch. And if you'd have listened to the coach's interview on the Saturday night, and the Friday night, because so they played Friday, Saturday, it was, without saying his name, he basically described him. So we, there's obviously a little bit of a dispute there, and Hammond's probably their most gifted offensive uh, forward. But it doesn't seem well there if you're... If you're deciding on your own to go with thirteen and you've got fourteen feet, that's that's not a good sign, is it?
2: No, because it, it looks as though when we the Panthers recruited their team, you start thinking, Well, they've got Ferrara, he's a goal scorer. Yeah, but who's gonna get him the puck? Oh, they've got Mike Hammond, he's gonna feed him the puck. That's gonna work. Mm. And he just hasn't. And I don't think for whatever reason they've they've got the best out of Ferrara yet, and they've certainly not got the best out of Hammond. And, you know, there's only so much that, you know, Welsh and Wolitschka can do to you know, to make up the shortfall because they're struggling at both ends of the ice. We played the Nottingham the last time with Dubo back in for the first time after his suspension and the Steelers scored a whole load past him. But he sort of kept his place and now he's hurt. They've got Berry back in and that doesn't seem to have worked either. It's, a, you know, if you've got a situation where you've got two goalies but you're not sure who's the best and the fans don't know who they want to play and neither's getting the job done. It's a very difficult situation for a coach on any given night. We've spoken about how reliable Sheffield and Belfast netminders have been um, over the course of the season so far. It's uh, the opposite situation down in Nottingham. They're capable of better Nottingham, but they're, uh,
0: they're just not finding it at the moment. My understanding is Deboe back next Saturday. He's, he's ready to come back. That's what I was told today, that they were, uh, they were hoping for that and they need their number one goalie playing as a number one goalie, don't they?
5: Yeah, I think so. And we saw that game when um, Nottingham beat Sheffield um, at the at the motor point, um, and Dubo just stood on his head that game. Um, you know, he just had an absolute stormer, saved everything that came his way, and I think that's an indication of how important he is for them. If he's good and he's having a good night, Nottingham have got a fair shout of winning. Um, albeit they're not going to blow teams away with, as you described, the goal scorers that they've got or haven't got at the moment. But I just think. Debo and that defence is such a big part of Nottingham being successful. So I think that will have a big part to play here next Saturday.
0: Okay. Before I walk around the media room for comments, anything get to add? you want to? I think wanna... I, it's not good to lose. Of course, it's not. But the more you
2: win, the more you take the next game a little bit too easily. I think the Steelers are, uh, even Nottingham are coming up next. They're just primed to be primed for a bounce back. I don't think they'll. Uh, you know, if we just swept Belfast, oh, it's only Nottingham. But now that the Steelers have lost this game tonight, I think they'll be more up for it in a way that they maybe might not have been had uh, had they found a way to pull this
5: one out. Okay, Jonathan, please go up to Matt. I put that point to Aaron Fox, oh. and I can't repeat what he said to me. Afterwards. Get close. Get close. Get close. Um, he said, "I'm still peed off." Yeah, basically. Uh, with that first period I, I put it to him Are you encouraged By what you've seen this weekend He said Yes I'm encouraged But at the moment I'm still peed off mm-hmm. So Okay good We like it when the coaches Are peed off
0: Okay Dean Anything to add You were down on the uh, Bench for Two periods Or two games A lot of belief A lot of belief Yeah I think everybody thought That we'd uh, we'd get straight back Into that one Half an inch to one side From a Pichet slap shot And we're hopefully Going to overtime We're sneaking, uh, stealing the point And getting another one You can't not be encouraged Though can you a win yesterday in regulation, a real good rally for two periods today. Tough to be disappointed, would you agree? I'm a bit disappointed. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I, I'm i disappointed because that third period, I honestly thought we were going to come away. We had the momentum after scoring the, the second goal. And and I just had that feeling that we were going to get back into it because we had the legs and, and they didn't have the legs. But it it didn't feel like that. We didn't look like that from where we were.
2: Not, not
0: quite, but... I think if you look back to some of the Steelers'
2: home games at the start of the season, there were a couple that you know didn't go the Steelers' way. But
0: and I you make f- a good point earlier. Yeah. You made a good point. We were three nil down to Cardiff.
2: That's it.
0: And and yeah. it's game over, and yeah. you you couldn't see a way back. Where tonight at three nil down, you were going. I walked into the White House and said, "Next goal wins it." You know, and mm. we got the next goal, but didn't win it. That's, mm. a, that's a few years with the difference. It's not just last season or anything like that. Yeah. That's two, three seasons with the difference. That into mm. do you not think? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Good point. I also think that the Steelers fans on this homestand so far, five out of seven down, have just been some really entertaining hockey. Um, you know, with the goals haven't come this weekend in the way they have in previous weekends, but you know, the entertainment has has been there. You know, six and a half thousand. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, hey, tonight. you know what? Cost of uh, living crisis and all that. And we've put twelve twelve and a half thousand people into this building yeah. in a weekend, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And,
2: and they'll have gone home entertained. You know, you you can't are win.
0: You you, not
2: entertained. Yeah, you, you can't win every game as much as you're going to try to. So did you get value for money for your ticket tonight? I, I think you probably did. Just quickly, which shirt did you buy? Did you buy the cream winter classic cream. Or, do, or the orange? I would have bought the when I thought it was white. Now I've seen it in cream, it doesn't suit my tastes. Ooh. Ooh. So th- th- ah. there is one dissenting voice in a million, I'm afraid.
0: I, yeah, I, I see why people like the cream, but I'm an orange man. I mean, so I, 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 love, I love
2: cricket, I've worn plenty of cream, uh, you know, when you playing cricket that was always my uh so i've not got got a problem with that with that particular color i
0: just don't think it works on a steelers shirt okay jonathan goes please, cream dean cream okay kieran courtney who modeled both elegantly yesterday cream cream okay it's one two three four two jonathan yeah i'm with you actually i'm going with the orange just because i'm an orange guy just because i'm an orange guy it was quite weird yesterday, actually. Courtney walked into the media room. I says, I want you to close your eyes. She was worried, obviously. I says, I'm going to take your glasses off. I took her glasses off. She's now really worried. But then it was when I said, I'm going to put something over your head. The poor girl started trembling, but it was only the shirt to take a photograph. So um, she didn't know she had to go through that kind of initiation program here. Um, what is the public saying on social, Karen? Uh, yeah, generally disappointing as you, as you get every loss, but i um,
2: pretty much for everybody else, really. I'm not. I'm not discouraged by what I've seen. I think at the start of it, we all said, "Well, what would you take this weekend?" And I think if somebody had offered me a split weekend, I'd, have, I'd probably took it and run. Um, I think unlike last season, I, I, I ultimately thought Belfast were a better team and were the best team that won the league. I don't think that this season. I know it's a split weekend, but I think we've got much, much closer, if not beyond them. Um, and yeah, overall encouraged. But I thought the atmosphere was just great this weekend. I know you talked about numbers then, but I thought it was a great atmosphere, great spectacle, and uh, yeah, just uh, a shame we couldn't come away with three or four points. But I think a good weekend overall.
0: Courtney's going to be bashing out some great social this week because uh, is this when players go and players arrive? Is it Courtney yeah, we're looking
5: at? Looking at the players arriving
0: yesterday. Okay, so you're going to be seeing that up on uh, TikTok. And Instagram and all those things that we're far too old, Jonathan, for. Um, right, I think that about does us till, uh, till Saturday night. It
2: does, yeah. Panthers uh, one-game weekend, so we can focus all the, uh, all the efforts on that. And uh, I think we're going to get another big crowd. And I think, uh, I think we're going to get another big
0: win. Good stuff. That's from Jonathan, Pete, myself, Kieran, Courtney, Dean, and everybody else that's joined us, we say night.